Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall is presented by the DC Crossover. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Bird's Eye View. I'm your host, the one and only Eric McCall, because my last name is McCall. For those who do not know, that's why they call me Bird. I'm really hoping, y'all, that I've I've said that my nickname is, is Bird because of my last name for, I think, all episodes. So I'm hoping that when people see me on the streets, they know it's my last name and no other reason why. But anyways, y'all, it's episode eight, which means it's it's the last episode. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm sad. I have mixed emotions. But before I get too emotional about things, we got to get down to the show. And for everyone who uh, is listening in for the first time, everyone who's listened to the past seven episodes or listened to a few, the reason why I started this, this podcast is because everywhere I go, everyone's asking me, what's overseas basketball like? What's the food like? What's the basketball like? What's the coaching like? The language barrier. So I wanted to make a podcast to help educate everyone what the true overseas basketball experience is like. And within each episode, we focus on a different topic. So let's see, y'all. I'm going to try to go back all seven episodes back. So episode one, we talked about basketball, Sydney Weiss. Episode two, we talked about relationships with Jess Gorey. Episode three was motherhood with my sister, Dewana Bonner. Episode four was Faith with Nia Coffee featuring Sydney Weiss. Episode five was Past First Present with Val Whiting. Episode six was Food with Stephanie Mavunga. And episode seven was Coaching with Pokey Chapman. And today's episode eight, the last episode. And... We got a little bit of surprise for you, y'all, because today we have a crossover. I'm going to be the one getting interviewed by the one and only Christina Williams, who is the CEO, the, the inventor, the, the head honcho of Girls Talk Sports TV. And so I thought it'd be really cool to do like a crossover where someone is interviewing me. I'm behind the the, the, the guest mic and I'm getting the questions. And essentially, we're going to be talking about what my first 24 hours was has been like overseas. I just got here a couple of days, y'all. And I thought it'd be super cool um, for everyone to get to experience what I uh, get to go through since I'm the one, always the one asking the questions. So for those who do not know, I've been playing in Hungary for four years straight and all I know is Hungary. And this is my first year in Turkey. So I thought it'd be super cool uh, for, me, for me to be able to get interviewed. So first I'm gonna bring in Christina. Christina, welcome. Thank you for doing this. I think this is super cool. Thank you. Bird, what's up? <laughs> Thank you for having <laughs> me on your show. Feel so honored to be a part of the last episode of the first season of Bird's Eye View and yes, sir. The crossover episode with Kicking It with Christina, my podcast. Right. So, for all of my viewers who are watching today, we have a crossover with Erica McCall, a fifth year player on the Washington Mystics WNBA. Super excited to have Erica on the show uh, to talk about some of her overseas life. And so, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. So um, usually uh, in the podcast, I do the intro, the introductions. And so this is a little different for me. So, uh, you know, I think it would be cool for us to do a, like a little a, a little icebreaker game because that's what I usually do with my guests. Okay. We usually do a little icebreaker game. So um, matter of fact, let me go back into the interview chair. Let's do a little icebreaker game with you, if you do not mind. Ooh, I don't mind. <laughs> no, we're gonna, mind. It's a crossover. So we're going to be crossing back and forth. We're going to be crossing from interviewee to interviewer. Okay? Okay. I, I'm down. Okay. 
Okay, these are just going to be rapid fire questions. Um, I, you know, you're my friend. You know, I've I've known Christina since essentially I've been in the league. I remember when you interviewed me back like my rookie or sophomore year in New York. So <laughs> I'm excited to get to know what your your answers are. All right, ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Hot weather or cold weather? Hot weather. Ooh. Although I live same. in New York and it's it, we know we get cold weather. I like the hot weather, y'all. <laughs> okay 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 west coast or east coast hey i'm gonna put myself in the midwest <laughs> y'all y'all let me tell you about this girl she loves some indiana now you know i i played in indiana for three years and i i love indiana too it's 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 a really cool place but i never met anyone that's not from indiana who loves indiana as much as this girl she is a midwest queen bird i'm from new york it's a fast-paced city so i just like being in the midwest because you can get the best of both worlds <laughs> that's a good answer that's a good answer say less okay hip-hop or r&b r&b okay give me an artist which which one of your top artists you summer walkers still over it i'm about to say Back to back, still, that back to back. She said <laughs> she's still over, over it, y'all. She's still over it. <laughs> I haven't listened to the album uh, all the way through. However, Twitter has been hyping it up. So I, I think I need to give it a fair chance. I love a lot of her music. So I'm, I'm with you on R&B. Hip hop, it's, it's, it's growing more like the new school. Gosh, I feel old saying that new school hip hop. It's, it's growing on me, but R&B. Listen, that I is where it's at. Dirk, that's my favorite rapper right now. Dirk, if you ever look came, at this. Hey, <laughs> hey, shout out to Dirk because he came to a Mystics game and that was super cool yeah. to have, you know, this huge rapper coming in and support the WNBA. So, so I tell you, Dirk. my heart broke when I saw that picture of him and Josh. <laughs> and I was like, yo, nobody told me Lil Dirk was coming. That is my favorite rapper. Uh, yeah, he was, he was in the building. <laughs> I was like is is that is that there because I, I I didn't really I, you know I just didn't know that he would be there and so that was that was super cool experience that's dope okay next question Italian or Mexican I'm gonna have to go with Mexican um I live in a very much Latina Latino neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, here yes. in so I'm all for it yeah Mexican food and, and, and I like to say right that Mexican spice. food <laughs> yeah, oh spicy that Mexican food in in California is the best my best friend Karen says that Tex-Mex is the best and I'm like right people don't even know what Tex-Mex is California Mexican food is is a one right okay this one's gonna be tough some of my fans might um well we'll see <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't want them coming for it's, me it's, it's it's not no it's not it's not anything bad at all but uh let's let's see let's do this WNBA or overseas? I like covering the WNBA. Okay. <laughs> State side all the way. <laughs> I, had a, I had a feeling that you were going to say that. So that brings us into the transition because we're going to allow you to really get to know overseas basketball because maybe when someone interviews you, you're going to be like, eh, eh. you know, I love the WNBA, but overseas ball is pretty dope. So, you know, that brings us into um, me going to flip it back over and you're going to be the interview Cross it over and again. i'm going to be it i'm going to be chilling thank you for the, <laughs> the little icebreaker i like i just like to give my guests a little little something fun um, before 
we can. All right. So now it's my turn to interview Erica, aka Bird. Um, so let's start from the beginning. So you're a fifth year uh, player in the WNBA with the Washington Mystics. Um, talk about that journey coming into the WNBA and what it's been like for you so far. Uh, man, it's been a, it's been a beautiful journey. I've always dreamed about playing in the WNBA because my sister Dewana Bonner has played in it. Um, shoot, since I was like 14 years old, so I I really got to see her get drafted, her go through the whole WNBA experience, her win a championship. And so like that was for me, I was like, man, I got to be a part of this. And so when I got to the league, it was a dream come true. It's been a lot of ups and downs, five years. Um, blessed to say that I made it this thus far. A lot of people can't say that. And so, like I said, a lot of ups and downs, but the Mystics uh, this past year has been a, a beautiful experience for me. I played some of my best basketball uh, throughout my career or in the with the Mystics this year. So Hey, um, still a lot more basketball to come, and I'm super excited for it. You said that it's been a challenge to get to this point, and this season has been your best season in your career with the Washington Mystics. How have you been able to overcome some of those challenges? I mean, I know within even the last year in the bubble, you played for several different teams after being waived by Indiana. And so now you're in a new city, new team, and you're thriving. But how were you able to get um, – past some of those challenges? Ooh, for me, I struggled a lot, especially my, my third year in Indiana with uh, performance anxiety. And it was like, anytime I went to the game, I tensed up, missed layups that I normally make, shots I normally make. I was just so nervous to get in the game because I wanted to do so well. Mm-hmm. I had these such high expectations of myself. So um, I decided to seek out a sports psychologist um, to really help me be able to slow down the game for me be able to calm down um, and it, it, it didn't I can't say that it was like an immediate effect I can say that a lot of what I learned from her uh, has been a, a long-term effect for me and really just learning to, to, to stay calm as soon as I get in the game to enjoy the game I think that's probably the biggest thing that I learned is just enjoy the game and Hey, if I fail, I fail. I've, I've done what I can do in this league. And every time I go out there, it's just to have fun. And so that's what I've learned. And that's what I've incorporated into my, my next two seasons when I played for uh, Minnesota and, and, and Washington. And so, yeah, therapy, y'all. Therapy <laughs> for all. That's great. And so how have you been adjusting to Washington, being in that new city um, with your new teammates? Uh, it's it was a, a tough adjustment one because this is my first year that I ever came straight from overseas to the WNBA city that I was playing and usually like I get one day and that one day <laughs> is everything to me I you know it gives me a chance to say hi to my fam right. eat my favorite Mexican food and then hurry up and like pack and it's not even packing it's literally transferring things that I've need for the WNBA and things that I've used overseas into different suitcases and just leaving okay. those suitcases like three suitcases that I don't need at home and bringing like another three overseas. So this is my first time where I have brought everything over. And so that alone was was tough um, to do. And so, you know, I really didn't have time for my mindset to just like, okay, I'm coming from overseas and I'm going to, it was like, boom, quit, got to get into it. But I think that kind of helped me. I think it allowed me to stay in like the true basketball mindset um, and just to just keep going. And so the beginning of the season really allowed me to adjust easily to a new system, to a new coach, to a new style of basketball. And it was super fun. Shout out to my teammates. They made it uh, one of my most fun seasons out there. 
Okay, so you mentioned something that was very interesting, which brings me into the overseas life. Uh, you mentioned that you usually get only one day when you return to the United States from playing overseas, and then you have to report to training camp. Now, we know in the NBA, it's completely different. Guys get a couple months off, and then they go into training camp. How is that transition, I guess, how does that transition work, work for you? Is that like a negative thing, a positive thing? Um, just getting one day before adjusting into going back into training camp after playing six, seven months overseas, and then you get one day of rest and then get back to it. There's like no in-between time to like recover. Mm-hmm. What's an off, what's an off day, you know, what's the <laughs> off season for us, you know, as female basketball players don't get those often. So for me, Short term, I would I would say, ah, oh, it doesn't bother me much. But long term, as I played five years in a league, I can say it's definitely put a toll on my body. And um, this past season, although it was my most successful season, I've experienced the most injuries. I had a, um, a right knee scope. Uh, I had a torn meniscus on my right knee. I had that done in the middle of the season. So I sat out about uh, two months of the season. Luckily, we had that, that national team break, the, the Olympic break, so that helped a lot. And then um, afterwards, I actually hurt my left knee, my opposite knee. And so um, it's been tough <laughs> mentally being able to know, like, man, my body can't recover the way that it used to. And it sucks. It sucks as a female athlete. This is what I have to do, you know, to make my money, to make my income. But I know it's all part of the job. I just got to keep pushing, keep going, rehab my body and, and find new ways to adapt, new ways to change my diet, new ways to rehab, new ways to, you know, figure out how my body moves. And so it's all about adapting in this league. Right. And so speaking of adapting, you are now playing overseas in Turkey after spending your first four seasons overseas um, in Hungary. So Tell us about this new city and what went into the decision to play in Turkey this season. Well, you know, Hungary is my home. Um, always, always be my home. I always go back and see, you know, I have a Hungarian mom and pop, but they text me like every twice a week. And so um, it'll always be my home, but I just felt like it was time for me to transition to something new. Um, everyone who, who's met me, like Erica, it's, it's time, you know, he played in Hungary for a long time. And so <laughs> it, it, the opportunity finally presented itself um, when, when Beshitas in, in Turkey offered me. And, you know, I talked to my, my agent about it. And, you know, he ultimately said, this is a, a good, you know, position for me to be in. And so I said, hey, let's do it. Um, kind of just, you know, jumped on a leap of, leap of faith, you know, just knowing that God's going to have me covered. It's going to be something new, but I think will be best for my career, my basketball, my mindset for me to be able to experience something new. The Washington Mystics did not make the postseason this past year. Um, So did you have a little bit more time to get ready for your overseas? Because usually what happens is WNBA players, as soon as the season's over, they have to report immediately to their overseas team. So did you have a little gap in between the time where you could report to your team? So the only reason I had a nice break uh, was because I needed to rehab my body, rehab my knees. So I had like um, about a month to be able to go home, actually six weeks, two weeks in Washington, a month at home for me to be able to go rehab, get my body right, um, be able to really just focus in on my knees and nothing else. And so that was difficult for me to do, to be able to just do that. But I'm always grateful for the time to be at home. I mean, man, it's, it's a blessing. It's hard to leave when, you, when you're home for that long, but it was so much needed for my heart, for my spirit, and for my body. 
let's dive into your first 24 hours in Turkey. <laughs> when you got off the plane, what was going through your head? What was that experience like landing in Turkey? So first, uh, I, I played in Turkey before, so I knew it was going to be a really big city. I was a bit overwhelmed by, as I'm not a fan of New York. <laughs> I'm sorry you're from New York. <laughs> it's too hustle too bustle for me too much going on and I knew this city was going to be similar to New York it's going to be very fast moving I'm from Bakersfield California y'all we are suburban we are slow we are you know that's why I enjoyed hungry and so when I got to the airport already the airport was freaking huge I had to walk like a mile to get to baggage claim and so I was like yeah this is going to be very different for me But I always get nervous because I knew I was going to have to meet someone new, meet someone new for the team. I'm like, okay, what's this person going to be like? Is he going to speak good English? Um, you know, what's this experience going to be like? I knew I was going to, I'm like, am I going to go to my apartment? Where am I going to go? What am I going to eat? It's uh, a lot running through my mind. I was kind of nervous, but I was actually really excited. Like as I got closer to touching down, I was, I was super hyped. So you talked about um, just being a little bit nervous because, you know, you've been in Turkey before, but now it's a new team, new teammates. There's obviously sometimes a language barrier from playing overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened when you got a play? Like, what happened? You, you get off the okay. you report to your team or you went to your, like, what did you do? Walk me through that day. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So I get off the plane um, and I meet up with with my guy. His name is Vidat. Um, he's a team manager mm-hmm. and he um, is driving. I don't know where I was going. I, I usually when I go from overseas to Hungary, they just drive me to my apartment. I get settled in. I'm like, cool, I can unpack. I can relax, figure out what I'm going to do. You know, they grab me something to eat. So um, he's like, OK, we're going to drive you to the hotel. I'm like, the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying in a hotel for <laughs> but I just went with the flow I'm like okay you know it's gonna be you know I'm gonna be in a nice clean place you know I know that for sure so we're you know we're driving to the hotel first of all I've I first learned my agent told me don't drive in Turkey I don't have a car in Turkey he's like they're, they're crazy drivers and I experienced that okay. it was like 10 p.m and there was traffic like crazy and it seemed like people don't drive in lanes they create their own lanes um everyone's honking at each other much of like New York okay you guys have the worst traffic in cali we have uniform traffic <laughs> <laughs> new york is chaotic okay at least we, we all keep in <laughs> <laughs> so the traffic was good it took like 45 minutes to get from the airport to the hotel uh we finally get settled in the in the hotel and we have dinner and I'm just I'm asking questions really on the whole drive I'm asking questions about the team my teammates the coaches just trying to get a feel for what I'm about to experience because this is a whole new journey for me I'm trying to ask how to say hi bye thank you just simple things that can help me get past you know these first 24 hours um granted I only know how to say hi which is meriba and (laughs) so (laughs) meriba yes I'm, I'm learning that so, um, you know, the, the first night was, was, was easy. I got to my hotel, took a shower and, and went to sleep. That was, that was easy. But when I woke up, first he told me that I was going to have um, a blood test. So he's like, you know, don't eat, don't, you know, don't eat or drink anything after midnight. Okay, it's cool. However, I'm coming from a 13 hour flight from right. California. I'm going to be thirsty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was parched, <laughs> parched. And the appointment was at nine. I had to wait nine hours. for me to be able to drink water so I get there and they're ready to take but first they asked me can I do a urine test 
I'm like, for, okay, I'm getting a little explicit, but how do you expect me to produce something <laughs> when I haven't drank anything for nine it hours? <laughs> make it make sense. I was like, um, I could try. You know me, I'm always clutch. So I made it work. Um, and then so, now this is the crazy part. Um, when they take my blood, you know, usually when you take the blood, they give you about, you know, three little vials, you know, they, they put the, the needle in and they, you know, continuously take it out. I kid you not, she took 20 vials of blood from me. What? I'm not for sure what all these vials <laughs> <are> for, <laughs> if they're testing for every vitamin in my body. <laughs> but she kept asking, like, are you getting lightheaded? I'm like, are you getting lightheaded? I'm like, uh, yeah, I should be. Right, you're taking like everyone's everyone like kept looking like how many more did she have? She just kept pulling them out, pulling them out. Some lady walked over to her, gave her some more. So <laughs> might be some vampires out <laughs> in Turkey. So that was wild. So uh of course, because of my knee situation, you know, they have to check out my knees. Um, so they're like, okay, we're gonna get some MRIs on your body. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, and so I did two hours of MRI imaging, two hours. This is my longest I've ever done. I've not usually MRIs. <laughs> Between that time. So I did eat, I had breakfast before and um, it was not much of a breakfast. It was like a, a egg, a one hard boiled egg, assorted cheeses and um, what do they call it? Kind of like a cheese board, whatever it's called, you know, okay. like you do that and, and some bread. And I sent a picture to my mom and uh, she said it looked like I was on Squid Game. <laughs> Oh, the only, only, oh, yeah. They only had, yeah, they only got one egg. <laughs> they only got one egg for, for everything that they did. So I'm always like, oh, you know, squid game. So, okay, that was my breakfast. So I had a, you know, a very light breakfast. And then I had to go in for two hours of MRI imaging. First, they did my hip for what reason? I do not know. I don't have any hip issues, but they wanted to get MRI imaging on my hip. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, it's going to be about an hour and a half. I'm like, an hour and a half, like, you know, in MRIs, you don't have your phone. You don't have any, literally, it's just you and your thoughts looking up at the sky. Yeah. So in order for me to be able to keep track of like how long things were going, they played music in the headphones and I would count the songs. Okay, that song <laughs> that's was how I knew. That song was four minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes. So I was like, okay, that's about eight songs. And after eight song, it was like every eight song, they would stop it and then they would do a new MRI. So um by the third set of like of songs they transferred me into another one the third set of songs was terrible because it was like classical pop music they put like Adele and Justin Bieber but to like classical classical music and it was like it was it was terrible so it wasn't the vibe at the first set of music was pop music but it was like you know the pop music that I know you know the the end stuff and this one was not it and my butt was getting numb my hands were turning you know they were going to sleep and I thought I was going crazy I thought like I understand how people in the jail go crazy when they just like, sit there right confined <laughs> space. space all I could do was look up it was I was about to go crazy I was praying I said God please <laughs> I can't do this any longer I can't so sorry y'all you know my stories are highly detailed <laughs> Giving us, giving us all the details. I love it. I'm giving y'all the deets. <laughs> okay. We finished the MRI. So we go to the gym. So I get the opportunity to tour the gym, which is really cool because they, uh, Beshikas is one of the biggest clubs in Turkey. Um, and they have 
as you know, they have the football team, which is one of the biggest in the, in the world. So they have like uh, 20 million fans is what they told me from, from all the different clubs with football, volleyball, basketball. Um, so it was a really big gym. They have a men's team too. So um, it was super cool for me to tour the facility because my gym in Hungary was like super small. So that was really cool to experience. Um, and so after that, we, uh, I had an opportunity to uh, go to lunch. And then after that, I did some testing for my knees. They put me in like this contraption, like like a roller coaster. That's what it felt like. And they put you in a roller coaster and they strap you up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to like continuously like kick my knees. I had some resistance thing. It was crazy. Um, and that was to like test like my my strength and my my muscle quality. So did that. That's the boring stuff. Okay. Get to the good stuff. All right. So before we have this team meeting, he's like, the coach wants to talk to you. I'm like, all right, cool. So the coach comes in. He looks like um, the Turkish godfather. (laughs) He has his hair slicked back. He's like this suave man. He has this white. He honestly dressed like my dad. He had this white, long white shirt, like how all tall, like, you know how Snoop Dogg dresses? They wear that long shirt with the with the jeans. In the nice shoes <laughs> that's what he dressed like okay yes and so he was very suave but he doesn't speak any English so when he was talking to me yes I had a translator the whole time um and he was saying that uh he wished I was here earlier um because the team is struggling but he's excited for me to be here and he looks forward for me to be able to to work with him and that he enjoyed my Michael Jackson dance videos so. <laughs> that's so dope <laughs> <laughs> so that was super cool uh I didn't know people like actually look at that because they're like yeah like we I know you're a good basketball player but we also enjoy your personality off the court and you think we'll, you'll be a really good mix for this team so I was like wow that's pretty cool like that my dancing has like in some way helped my career like people international really dancer really you on stage with Carrie Underwood now you can add international dancer to your <laughs> resume <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, I'll say, I'll be getting down. People, people love how I get down. So I was like, oh, you watch my videos? That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. So after that, uh, I had opportunity to meet the team, and um, I don't know, didn't know many people on the team, but I knew I did. I don't know Megan Simmons, but you know, I just know her from the from the basketball world. Right. And Megan Simmons, like we used to like watch Megan Simmons in in high school and in junior high. Like, oh, gosh this girl is so dope we used to watch her mixtapes and her playing at Tennessee so I kind of fangirl like when she came up to me and she was like hey what's up how you doing Eric I'm like ah, it's Megan Simmons <laughs> we used to watch you play in high school so that was super cool for me I kind of fangirl try to try to act cool but I'm like yeah what's up what's up but deep down I was like ah, this girl is so cool so after that um we watched film and um translated for everything the coach didn't speak any English so that was new for me and then I had an opportunity to just wait around talk to some of the girls and then go in for the pregame talk now this was very different for me because it was really hard to be able to understand the plays what they wanted to do because as the coach was talking the assistant coach was saying what he was saying in English so it was like overlapping and it was like very difficult and you know usually when you translate the person will say something and then they'll pause and then they'll translate afterwards. But it was like this, it was the same thing, the same time. I was like, how, how does everyone understand? <laughs> so 
So I was like, this is going to be a struggle for me because everyone in Hungary spoke English. All my coaches spoke English. All my teammates spoke English. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be very different, a different experience. But hey, the girls made it work. They seem like they got used to it. I'm sure I'll get used to it. But for that, I was a bit overwhelmed to, to say the least. Or, I mean, you, you said the players didn't speak English. So how are you guys able to navigate in real game situations? How are you? I believe that. Yeah, I believe that most of the girls speak English. Okay. Um, and usually, like, if they don't speak English, they know basketball terminology. Gotcha. You know, pass, shoot, layups, you know, usually know that. So sometimes, though, it, it's, it's tough. Like, I had teammates in Hungary, like the young girls that didn't speak much English, and it was just like, shoot, <laughs> pass, you know, <laughs> rebound. You just got to say things to them um, that you guys both understand. So uh, after that, I got to have the opportunity to watch the game, and we played against uh, the best team in in Turkey. And my team, they haven't won a game yet. You know, my team's struggling right now. So, um, and we were playing against the best team in in Turkey, which is is Finner Finnerbachi. Yes. And for those who do not know who what <laughs> Finnerbachi is, they're freaking like you know, oh, my lord, they're like the super team, you know it's crazy probably they a little have... bit better than the Lakers this season could we <laughs> oh for sure yeah they're like the Lakers put together but better right <laughs> and I could say that because the Lakers is my team but okay <laughs> so let me explain okay for all the women's basketball fans out there let me break down who Finner has they have Caleb McBride okay you know one of the best shooters in the league they've got Amanda Zawiby shooter rebounder pretty much can do it all they've got Kia Stokes one of the best shot blockers in the league They've got um, Jasmine Thomas, one of the best point guards in the league. And then they've got um, Elizabeth Williams. Elizabeth didn't even play. She didn't even <laughs> come to the game. I think, you know, they're just saving her. <laughs> and, they and then, y'all, they've got the best player in Europe, Alina uh, Agapula. She's she's the best player in Europe. Like she like a lot of people want her to go play in, in, in the league, but you know, she's pretty much said she's good where she's at. But they have the best player in Europe. And then all those WMA players, and then great Turkish players as well. So as you can imagine, it was a struggle for my team. It was a struggle. We, you know, it wasn't close, but we fought. I saw, you know, keys uh, of things we can improve on. You know, I saw where I could fit in. I saw that we can, we struggle with rebounding. So I saw that I'm like, okay, I can help a lot with rebounding. So it was really good for me to be able to see, you know, what the team plays like, what the dynamic was like for me, where I can fit in best with the team. And so I definitely saw a lot of, a lot of uh, opportunities for improvement, a lot of opportunities for me to be able to come in and help my team. And I'm not saying I'm going to be this savior or anything, but I just saw opportunities for me to be able to come in and help. And that's all obviously what I want to do for this team. I want us to be able to be successful, more successful than what we've been in this beginning of the season. And so, yeah, that was really cool for me to see. So after the game, I was like, everyone, nice meeting you. I'm tired. (laughs) Peace out. I'm going home. So what was it like um, seeing some of the players that you play with in the WNBA um, play with, like play against you? Um, Do you guys hang out while you're out Mm -hmm. in Turkey? How far are they? Like, you know, do you, how how are you guys able to stay in contact? Yeah. So um, Javante Zellis, who was my teammate for Washington, she actually just hit me up (laughs) the night, like (laughs) I'm flying out to, uh, she lives in Mersin, which is like a two-hour flight away. Mm-hmm. So it's like at the bottom of the country and Istanbul's at the top. 
my sister's gonna play there. So she was like, hey, I'm coming to Istanbul, um, come out with me. And so um, a lot of people actually come to Istanbul, which is like the meeting place because it's a big, you know, the big city, big party city. So a lot of people come out here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people come out here to party, to eat, to, to have fun. So uh, I think it's gonna be super fun because I'll be able to like really get to hang out with a, like a lot of my WMA friends as opposed to when I was in Hungary, I lived in a very small town and no one did anything there so <laughs> just hoop and go home that's it that's literally all you do Dang. all you do hoop so and, now go you're home. and I cooked every single night you get to go out get to explore the city a little bit and hoop so that's dope to be able to explore a new city um with a former with um, some of your colleagues in the WNBA and then yeah. some of your new teammates as well um what was the most challenging things in the first 24 hours of being overseas in Istanbul? Uh, for me, um, the language, for, I'll say this, for me, it was really hard for me to not compare things to Hungary. Okay. I loved Hungary. I didn't have any, any issues with Hungary. Uh, and so it was like really hard for me. It's like, you know, when you have a breakup, you try not to bring your ex, <laughs> try not to talk about your ex Oh yeah. on the first date. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was on the first date and I really wanted to bring up my ex every time. Like, yeah, and Hungary did this and Hungary did that. <laughs> like, yeah. And so it was really hard for me to not do that. Um, and it, I, I, I can say that I miss Hungary. Like when I was here, I'm like, man, I miss it. I miss the people I miss. Um, the food I, I miss everything you know my teammates and so that was that was very difficult for me to be able to like wrap my head around that I'm here in something different and after playing in a place for four years that I considered home it was it was a tough challenge for me to be able to like wrap my mind around that I'm here in a new experience what was your favorite moment about your first 24 hours um in Turkey my favorite moment um oh the tea <laughs> I so think I, I tried it on Instagram, like the tea is amazing. Yeah, the tea is like crack here. So I usually put milk in my tea. And so they're like, you want to tea? I'm like, yeah, sure. Then I'm like, um, you guys put milk in there? Like, no, we're not the British. So it's like, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> they're like, yeah, just put just put one pack of sugar in and you'll be good. I'm like, oh, this is going to be bitters. So I don't know what. I tasted this tea and I fell in love with it. I think I had four cups of tea um, my first 24 <laughs> hours. So it's probably why I didn't sleep at all because I was jacked up on, on that Turkish tea, man. That, yeah. that stuff is good. Now, speaking of uh, beverages and delicacies and stuff out in Turkey, what's your favorite thing to eat so far? Have you been able to explore, go to some restaurants, cook even, or try some of the- I haven't been able to do too much. They have a restaurant here at the hotel, but uh, it's it's pretty Americanized. I wouldn't say Americanized, but it's pretty basic, you know, like- typical food that you can find at a at a nice restaurant anywhere in the world gotcha. um so I haven't tried much of of Turkish uh delicacies but I do love baklava <laughs> and I already betted someone if if I went into shooting challenge that they'll buy me some baklava so I'm okay. really excited about that all right yes so you guys have shooting challenges at practice or yes they're saying um they're saying that there's some some challenge with the coach and if you oh. be him, he'll buy you a baklava. Yeah. Hey, well, that's <laughs> so dope. yeah, she's the coach. So I don't know how good he is. He's tall, so <laughs> it looks like he's the ball. <laughs> so might be difficult beating him. You go. No, you're right. You're right. I, I got it. I got it. I'm excited. <laughs> that's so dope. Um, just to wrap this up, what advice would you give to you know those who may be in college right now? 
who may not want to go pro to WNBA but want to experience, you know, a career overseas, what advice do you have for them? Man, my biggest advice is embrace the opportunity, embrace where you are at as in the country that you are doing, embrace the language, try to learn the language as much as you can, try to enjoy the food, try to enjoy your teammates. Because if you don't, oh man, overseas is gonna be a complete struggle. If you just go ball, go to practice and go back to your room and stay on Netflix all day, like overseas is gonna suck. It's gonna feel like a drag. It's gonna feel like you're there for a year. So really embrace the country that you're in, embrace everything about the opportunity, you know, in, embrace, you know, this, this really cool, thing you get to do as a basketball player again to travel the world you know most people in the whole wide world would dream of your of your job and so embrace it uh, recognize how blessed you are and and ball, go ball out and have fun so your advice is just embrace where you are and have yes. fun simple have fun have simple. fun overseas overseas is really fun if you if you allow it to be so have fun What's up, Hoops fans? For all things Wizards and Mystics, plus Nationals, WFT, and Caps Talk, check out the DC Crossover Podcast with me, Ben Simpson, and my co-host, Mike Cerrone. We talk all things District of Champions as well as play sports trivia, give out weekly picks, and of course, talk plenty about fast food. Listen to the DC Crossover Podcast wherever you download your shows. We'll also provide a link in the description of this episode. Now back to Bird's Eye View with Erica McCall. All right, Erica, anything else you want to say about playing overseas and the off-season? Well, you know, usually, Christina, we do um, a story of the of the day, and uh, that's where you talk about the craziest story that you've experienced overseas. And so I'll talk about the craziest story that I experienced <laughs> uh, in my 24 hours, or I guess a little bit before that. So uh, I'm actually on the plane traveling to, to Turkey. It's a 13-hour flight. And this man, you know, leaned back his chair, you know, you can lean back a chair. And the say was like, no, <laughs> not over here, sir. Put it back up. And he was like, I'll pay for this seat. And so, you know, I'm, I'm nosy. So <laughs> I see the lady talk to one of the flight tents, like this man, you know, he was pretty much being rude to me. Um, I want to move, you know. And so he moves this lady over to another row, like a few hours back um, with this other lady. And I think they already had like... Um, one seat in between them so it was like there was no other seats now it's just like three people in three seats and the lady was like pissed she was like you know no you know like this was already established seat she can't come over here so the ladies like started fighting the lady threw her stuff was like this is this this she said is this your plane does it have the name your name on it uh <laughs> I can sit here if I want the ladies are going back and forth back and forth you know ah. what I'm saying like <laughs> this is my spot people they thrown stuff at people they arguing back and forth for like a cool 30 minutes and I was like I, I really thought there was about to be a brawl like I was like please the soul plane I don't want to have this <laughs> I was on the soul plane and I'm like please y'all I don't want to have to do no some emergency landing like come on just get it together and so eventually they they found a way to coexist for the rest of 13 hours I think the man ended up moving he was like I I'll find another seat and he moved and so they like sat like in the out in the <laughs> and in the uh the window seat and so they figured it out like could you imagine having to sit next to someone like you just got into it for 13 hours insane <laughs> you just have to deal with it and say excuse me I need to go to the restroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was my that was my craziest experience I mean it wasn't super wild but I'm like y'all come on get it together man we just sit down just enjoy the flight go to sleep 
Well, I have not played overseas. My crazy situation was when I went to Brazil, I had a phone by myself because my friends already lived out in Sao Paulo. And when I landed, my luggage was stuck in Miami for like four days. So I had to literally buy all new clothes and wait for American Airlines to send my stuff over to Brazil. Because what happened was, um, you know, it's easier to get to Brazil from Miami and so we had a layover and then it ended up being some sort of like rainstorm. So they had shut down the Miami airport for a couple of hours. Mm. And then when they opened back up, there was all this mess. And then when we got to Brazil, half the plane's luggage was in Miami. And so everyone was like, okay, right, right. What are we going to do? And it was so, late. So what did you buy? Did you buy like I ended up you American dollar is- Walmart? So the American, American dollar, dollar is about, it was about three to four times worth the Brazilian Rio. And so what I did was like, where I, the apartment that I was staying in was on a main street in Sao Paulo called Avenue Paulista. So they had all the shopping mm-hmm. centers. I just went to the mall and like went to a Forever 21 and H&M and like bought a couple outfits that would last me, but also trying to get in contact and keep track of my bags. Yeah. And so when I called from Brazil, I'm getting like all of the Portuguese kind of like customer service. And, you know, I studied Portuguese in college, but like we're very rusty with it. Very rusty. I can write it better than I can speak it. I see so you writing like, uh, the Portuguese. Okay. I, yeah. So that's another, that's another situation. I'm going to try to, you know, ease back into it. But uh, so I ended up getting finally English representative, <laughs> tracking down my things. But when my bag got to me in Brazil, the airlines had put their own lock on my suitcase and I could not open it. They forgot to take it off and I couldn't open a suitcase at all. So I had to like rip open my suitcase with a scissor to get access to my things and ended up having to buy a whole new suitcase as well to go back home when I, when it was time to go back home because yeah. So that was my crazy American Airlines mess of your money. Yeah, the money over here has the money. My trip, the I didn't have my outfits that I had planned. It was a mess. America, (laughs) them airlines be tripping. That is my credit card airline, so I'm gonna shout them out. But yeah, they be tripping sometimes. Yeah, they be tripping. They be tripping. (laughs) (laughs) But for what I'm sorry, you had to experience travel travel voucher when I got back stateside and as they should. So it was cool. It was cool. Now you're one of those people that go off or like you can go off on people or you can, you be like pretty polite because me, like I cannot, like, it's just not in my heart. I don't have it. I literally gave the phone to my mom and let her handle like, my daughter Erica McCall is of the WNBA and she needs her bags now. She has all her belongings in there, her basketball shoes. She needs to work out while she's in Brazil. She needs to stay in shape because so she has the next WNBA season. <laughs> she always brings me. <laughs> my mom's I'm gonna, not going to lie. The gonna... first day I was like, when I, when we got off the plane and everyone was lining up because no one had their luggage, I was cool with it. I'm like, okay, I'll just take a, yeah. a, a taxi to my apartment. And it's cool. They said it should be there in 24 hours, 24 hours turned into four days. But then when my luggage was, <laughs> it was like when my luggage was, had the lock on it, I couldn't get into it. I called them back and I was pissed. I like let them have it. I'm like, I waited four days. Whoever delivered this to me, they forgot to clip the lock that you all put on my suitcase. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what happened was I was out with one of my friends who like lived um, like five minutes down and they ended up dropping my uh, suitcase in the management office to the apartment building that I was staying in. And so 
because I, I guess they just left it on until I got yeah. there. But, you know, the person left who delivered the suitcase and I was just pissed off. I'm like, to top it all off, I can't get into my things and have to buy another suitcase. I had to buy clothes, the whole situation. And so, yeah, they were kind to me. They gave me a couple vouchers to get a, a few yeah. round trips. <laughs> yeah. so I was good on yeah. that I was like okay cool like you know I'm gonna get back stateside let me just if it was me they'd be like sorry ma'am <laughs> so I gotta hand the phone over to my mom I will personally call my mom and give her the, the agent I was dealing with listen for me, it takes a lot for me to get to that point where I'm just like mm. all right now I'm gonna go off now you're not gonna get the nice Christina <laughs> she's gonna go off I actually hope that I get a little mean in me because I need it. Because what are my kids going to do when, you know, when the, if my kids are nice and they're like, mom, I'm like, Dad? you better call your grandma. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> better call your grandma. Well, a little, a little bit of aggressiveness, a little bit. Absolutely. That's what we need. We need a balance. <laughs> a balance. Well, Christina, it's been super dope. Thank you for, for doing my interview. This was beautiful. Um, I thought this would be a super cool idea. So I'm glad it all went well, executed well. We are professionals, of course. So uh, it's all good. Wait, hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all. Uh, uh -oh. I didn't really get to do an introduction into to Christina because, you know, <laughs> the episode's about me. But um, for those watching on YouTube, but for those who are not, I mean, she just has a small flex in her... Um, her office and when she's doing the podcast and she has this 30 foot <laughs> this Forbes 30 under 30 plaque just like just sitting just right upon her shoulder just just sitting there with her with her picture and she's looking all poised oh this girl's a 30 Forbes 30 Forbes y'all Forbes you know that's lavish that's big time so with that being said I have a big timer doing my podcast and Listen, I appreciate you. I'm trying to get like you I'm trying to get like you <laughs> <laughs> you're killing it no nah, man that's that's where I'm trying to be you know when ball's all said and done even while I'm doing ball you know is to be able to to get as established as that and so kudos to you I love what you're doing for this game shout out to your um, teammate Natasha Klaus she made the Forbes on the 30 as well the homie Tosh yeah that's my dog Tosh is 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 amazing the work that she does in the community is groundbreaking and so um i appreciate both of y'all both of y'all for what you do for the game both of y'all what you do for the community bird's eye view fans um it's been a beautiful journey eight episodes in deep uh you know season two will be will be coming soon um i'll be giving more details but first i want to give um a shout out to everyone that's helped me um throughout this journey to the people um, that helped me just start from from the ground up and so shout out to my producers Ben and Mike um, of the DC crossover if you guys ever hear that the DC crossover um, little commercial we got in the middle of the podcast that's them um, they've they've done marketing team um, Jana both sounds English English is my girl she's uh, done all my marketing all my social media posts for me and so you guys have been amazing and thank you, thank you, thank you. Christina, um, before we head out, tell everyone where we can find you, where we can find all your content. No doubt. So my name is Christina Williams. I'm the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV. Make sure you follow girlstalksports.tv on Instagram for all of the latest WNBA news and updates. I also am on Spotify Green Room every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
for Women's Sports Wednesday. And that's a weekly live audio show that I do where I go over the trending topics in women's sports. And then follow me on Twitter at Christina2334 for the latest (laughs) breaking news in the WNBA. You know, I'm trying to get my woes on. Uh, we'll be having some, (laughs) I think someone, a WMA fan called it Christina called it. Cause usually when I, I was trying to remember what that hashtag was. When I drop the news, I'm always right. Let me just knock on wood. I'm feeling myself a little bit, but you know, I always come with the heat and we are in the off season of the WNBA free agency about to go crazy. Um, so you want to tune into that and keep up with all things WNBA by following any one of those platforms. Yes. Thank you, Christina. And for y'all who want to continue to get updates on the show, um, to go back and listen to past episodes, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple, um, YouTube. Um, you can follow us at birdseyeview.podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me on Instagram at birdsword underscore 24 and on Twitter at Erica McCall 24. Thank y'all. Thank you, fans. It's been a blessing. Everyone like, everyone subscribe to the show. Everyone rate the show five stars because I'm a five-star chick. (laughs) And uh, yeah, (laughs) thanks for tuning in, y'all. It's been a blessing. Deuces. Peace.